Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. My name is Kevin Tarka. I am the founder of Creation Talent Agency, and I will be releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to share the inevitable challenges of the sports business world and how to overcome them. I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Welcome back, podcast family, to episode 66. And today we're talking about international cell phone plans and communicating from overseas. So uh, this is just considered a tip or a trick or, or, or some insight into uh, how you can properly uh, communicate overseas uh, if you're coming from the States, or I guess if you're you know, jumping around from country to country overseas there. So, um, yeah, this is, this is obviously, you know, for, for many different people, it's really for anyone. It's, it's for, for aspiring pros or pros that are, that are about to, um, go overseas for your first season. It's for agents that are going to make a trip overseas. It's for scouts that might, um, you know, make a trip overseas. It's for, it's for anyone really, if you're going on vacation or if you're studying abroad, I just, had a conversation this week with one of my guys who's going to be studying abroad uh, and doing a little bit of scouting uh, in Italy in January. So I gave him the rundown. But uh, anyways, it's a challenge that I've had to overcome. It's something that comes up every time I go international. Um, so here we are. And that's why it's on the podcast. So uh, it's it's always tricky. It's always case by case. But I'm going to give you a few pointers um, and insights because obviously you have to do your research on the type of phone plan that you have, the different provider, how long you're going, where you're going. Um, so, so to start, what you should not do is just use your phone regularly because you'll be paying thousands of dollars in fees and and global roaming charges. So uh, that's definitely what you should not do. Um, so the first thing that I would do is to just check with your current provider. You'd be surprised that, you know, maybe you got to wait a little bit when you when you call customer service, but call them or go into the store um, and, and ask them and say, hey, look, I'm making a, I'm making a trip overseas. Here's the country I'm going to go to or countries. And here's how long I'm going to be there. What plans do you have? Right. Um, and and so for me, I had Verizon and I figured that out and they have this awesome plan where it's either $5 or $10 per day, depending on where you're going. I think it's $5 per day if you're going to Mexico or somewhere maybe in the, in, in the Caribbean. Um, but if it's, if it's overseas to Europe, you can pay $10 per day and everything is the exact same, right? You don't have to worry about roaming. You can make phone calls from wherever you are in the world overseas. Um, and all you have to do is just pay $10 per day. Now, the I guess the only difference is there's a there's a cap of uh, of you getting two gigabytes of data uh, of high speed data per day. Um, but but again, you know, it's it's uh, it's $10 per day and everything is the same. So you don't have to worry. So obviously that can get expensive. But if you're going for a week, if you're going for two weeks or a quick trip, I would highly recommend that to save you some headaches is just pay the $10 per day and act like everything's the same. Now, obviously, AT&T has a different plan. Sprint has a different plan. There's there's a bunch of different ones out there. I'm just a Verizon guy. I have been. So that's what I did, um, at least for the first time over there. So it's the second you get off the plane, you can switch that on. Uh, you already paid your 10 bucks. And then, you know, you turn your phone on and adapts to the local provider and then you're good to go. Uh, the second one is second recommendation is you can get an uh, just a new SIM card, right? So when you get there, you can get a new SIM card which essentially means that you have an entirely new number and you can have uh, a calling plan, a data plan. You can kind of customize it to what you need. It's relatively cheap. 
compared to what you're going to be using it for. Uh, you can make phone certain amount of phone calls to the states. Uh, but what sucks about that one is that you are going to lose your U.S. number. So you essentially switch out the SIM card for your U.S. one, and then you gotta you gotta you know put that in a safe spot and and just you know you won't have your U.S. card for however long you're over there uh, or your U.S. number rather. So. I wouldn't really recommend that one, especially since there's so many other options. But uh, if you if you want to just kind of get off the map and just uh, you know really really acclimate to that culture and, and get yourself a new number, then that's fine too. Or you can you know a third option is you can get a second phone and just have two phones. A lot of guys will do that. A lot, a lot of people go over there and they'll just get a, se- a separate phone um, and then just have the the local number. So if you're going to Spain, you can have a Spanish number and you can have Spanish a certain amount of of minutes to call back to the U to, to the U S you can have unlimited, um, minutes to call anywhere in Europe and a certain amount of, of gigabytes for, for data. So personally, here's what I do. Here's a little, um, sports business secret of the day. So I do a combination of that. So the first time that I, I went overseas for a long period of time, what I did was I bought an, an extra phone and I kind of combined the above, right? So I bought an extra phone that had a dual SIM card and I, I would then get, and, and this was actually, you know, four or five years ago when uh, it was more difficult because every country you went to, you kind of needed a new SIM card to get that local data. Um, but I had, I had a dual SIM card. So I, I got the phone in Serbia. And actually there's a, now that I'm thinking about it, the pretty funny story that I told on one of the podcasts, I forget which one about, about this situation and getting my, getting my phone um, from the Serbian guy didn't speak English. So definitely go listen to that. But so I got this phone and I got a local SIM card in Serbia and I then turned that phone on and I kept my iPhone with me. And what I did was I just used that new phone and that new SIM as a, as basically a portable hotspot. So I would turn my data off on my phone, on my US phone. And so the only thing that it could not do was accept calls through regular calling. It, it accepted calls through Wi-Fi, um, but it would not accept SMS text messages because let's face it, if you have an Android, you're, you're weird. Um, I'll continue to say that every time I talk about this, but so iMessages, all you need is Wi-Fi. So iMessages worked, social media worked, WhatsApp worked, all the different communication uh, methods work with, with Wi-Fi. And so with this new SIM card, I would, I would just connect to that Bluetooth um, to the new phone. And, and it was like a hotspot. So, you know, I went everywhere with my backpack. So I just threw the new local phone with the SIM card into my backpack. And I just had my phone, my regular US phone in my pocket. And I was connected to Wi-Fi 24 seven, which is great. Now, obviously you have to keep an eye on, you know, the gigs, if you keep all your social media open, I learned that the hard way I went through like eight gigabytes of, of data because I had, you know, my Snapchat and my Instagram and my WhatsApp and everything and my Facebook open. Um, and it would use that data. But if you want to, if you want to have a local hot, uh, just a local 24 seven hotspot in your pocket, I would recommend doing this. Now you can also look into actual local hotspots because there's, there's different, um, startups that actually came out and, uh, I, I don't know the name of them off the top of my head, but they're basically like, it's like renting a, renting a hotspot. So you could pay, you know, four or five euros a day and you can have this hotspot that you and some of your either friends, colleagues, or teammates can use at the same time. So, you know, you have that with you, you can keep that in your bag. Right. Um, so, so, so that's what I did. Right. So again, for example, I'd, I'd, uh, when I was in Portugal, I went to a local phone provider. I think it was Vodafone or orange or something like that. Um, and I paid 10 bucks to get the SIM card and then about $10 on top of that, I think. Uh, and I got 10 gigabytes of data 
And I just, I would, I would use that when I needed to, I would turn that, I would, I would connect my US phone to that phone when I needed Wi-Fi. Uh, and, and I would just toggle it on and off and, uh, and it was great, you know, and then you could refill that. So for 10 bucks, you know, that could last you three, four weeks if you want to, uh, it, it all depends on how much, how much data you use now. Uh, you know, again, if, if, if you're, uh, if you want to just survive with your U S phone, um, you just got to realize that, that you know, you don't have a backup plan and that you might have to turn it on. And I, I guess you could always turn your phone on and, and incur those charges. But, um, you know, it, you can you can survive off Wi-Fi. Most places have Wi-Fi in cafes or in, in co-working spots or in restaurants. It's just a pain in the ass, really. So um, that's why I, I do the combination, uh, the combination of all those. So I would highly recommend doing that. And, and like I said, I still have this phone. So I spent like a hundred bucks in the new phone, whatever it was, four or five years ago, I still have it. I still have the dual SIM card. So every time I go internationally, I don't have to buy another phone or buy another Wi-Fi um, hotspot. I just get a local SIM card, plug it in, and I'm good to go wherever I am in Europe, uh, which is fantastic. So communicating, last part here. You can, like I said, you can operate off of Wi-Fi today. It's 2020. Like all these all these social media apps, they, they, they all operate off of Wi-Fi. Um iMessage, if you're on Wi-Fi, you can communicate via that. You can have phone calls. But the, the main the main apps that European people use for messaging is WhatsApp, right? So if you, I'm sure you've heard of WhatsApp. If you have friends overseas or if you're in the, um, you know, I, I guess basketball business, basketball industry, you have WhatsApp. And that's how people communicate, which is fantastic. There's also a couple more. So there's one called Signal. I, I don't think this has really caught on. It, it caught on a little bit in the beginning and then um, – it kind of faded away, but recently I've had a couple of conversations on that. I think it's just more of a secured network. Um, and I, they have like a, a uh, they have uh, the ability to maybe delete the chats or something like that. I don't use it too much, but Signal is another one. And then WeChat. WeChat is for, uh, is really what most people in China use um, for, for, for their regular messaging. And then obviously social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, they all operate on Wi-Fi. So that was a quick uh, 10 minute segment here on, uh, on overseas and, and, and how to, how to survive with the, with the different phone providers and services. Hopefully you learned a trick or two uh, at the end of the day, you just got to do your research and figure it out as you go, but we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Sports Business Secrets. If you heard something today that you liked but made you realize you're still curious and you might want to learn more, head on over to www.sportsagentsecrets.com. If you've been listening to my podcast from the beginning, you're probably aware that some of this stuff is not really talked about and there's plenty of information that stays behind the curtain. Well, my goal is to peel back that curtain and dive into the things that are left untalked about. I just launched the first of many online courses to come, and the first course is designed to teach the basics of being a sports agent. I base the curriculum on everything that I've learned so far in my career, from how to get your foot in the door to roles and responsibilities to types of contracts and how agents make money and much more. Really looking forward to sharing with you all the information I wish I had when I was just getting started. So again, head on over to sportsagentsecrets.com to check it out.